think we can start. Okay. Since, um, this I'm, one. I'm, I'm feeling quite cold, kind of weird. After after doing just, that, just watching mean? that. It's very very strange. Which it? started off a bit different to how it ended, didn't it? <laughs> that was like I thought there was going to be a bit more like raunch in it. It's a bit disappointing for that, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I mean, it starts off so strong. <laughs> we'll get to that strong point in a moment. Yeah. Welcome to the, uh, this is our podcast. Myself and uh, which is the name of Chris and uh, me, who is Rob. I <laughs> got it wrong again. It's an unexpected tale podcast about that show. What was on? And um, there, well, it's there's. Uh, uh, again, I'm just the thing is, I don't quite know how to kick things off because usually I have something. Oh, I'll start by saying this, right? But with this one, I just don't. I, just, I mean, I think I have to probably get your take on a lot of this anyway, right? Just uh, I get how um, I think the overall the overall crux is that some things that happen when you're a kid might affect what happens in the future, right? Yeah, how you grow up. Yeah, that's that's what it looks like. Anyway. Uh, but it seems to be all, I don't know. It's sort of is it trying too hard to be deep? This I don't know. Well, it's just it, it, over a space of a weekend, things go from what could be seen as quite brilliant, a brilliant gift to have. <laughs> To be to be really quite nasty. Right, it's called Georgie Porgy. Yeah. Now, Georgie George is the guy's name. Yeah. So Reverend George Duckworth. Yeah. So actually, there's no surprise here that Georgie Porgy is probably referring to our lead, lead guy. Yeah. Right. And it, but, it is. It and is he's a, a vicar. Is a. Well, it starts off. With, as always, Roald yeah. explaining something that doesn't make sense. Yeah, because, uh, you know, there's there's a sort of odd link to what follows. Well, here's the link. He says that it's always, it's, he's always wondered what it would be like to watch a woman swallow a small curtain. Clergyman? <laughs> well, but, well, all I wrote down, curtain. No, no. No, what he says is, the possibility... <laughs> <laughs> of a large woman swallowing a clergyman has always appealed to me. Right, I got it all wrong. <laughs> right. But what I did here was the next bit is because once he watched a snake eat a rat. Yeah, and he says the rat he... didn't want to be eaten. No. But it had no choice. He, he says he wasn't for it. <laughs> he was against the idea of being eaten. But it had no choice. He had no choice. been hypnotised. Now, is that a real thing? I mean, I've seen that on Jungle Book, you know, that's... There's that snake with the swirly eyes, and no, I don't think they really do do the hypnotism bit. But you're right. In Jungle Book, they sort of like sow the seed of that's what snakes do with their mesmerising ways. Yeah, but it's not real, is it? And definitely, I don't think a rat has the ability to be hypnotised. Maybe conditioned, but not hypnotised by a snake of all things, with his medallion out, swinging it backwards and forwards. But it is true that you can hypnotise. Chickens by putting their head under the wings. Yeah. And lobsters by turning them upside down. Yeah, well, you get them to stop smoking that way and diet. <laughs> right. Paul McKenna's made a Yeah, exactly, out. yeah. Uh, anyway, the, he goes on to yeah. then say, how long would it take to digest a fully clothed clergyman? It depends on the person, but I've seen women who could eat one for breakfast. So... And that's basically, it's got to be a figure of speech rather than literal. You would hope, wouldn't you? But, but that's basically his intro. Then. Yeah. So, so he's like... I wonder what would happen if a large woman ate a man. Yeah. A, 
and the man is employed as a vicar. So right. that, that's what he's teed us up, not a curtain. No, uh, I did write that down wrong. But that's what he's teed us up to believe this episode is yeah. going to be about. It's going to be about a woman eating a clergyman. So, right, Here, here's our pro- first problem, okay? It isn't about that. Not at all. Right. No, no. And the second thing is, as well, is if of all the choices he could have written something about and he chose this. Right, let's crack on. So it starts off with a with a vicar, and there's you know they do the walking roundy bits in, yeah, in yeah. tales. Yeah, this there was not much walking in this bit in no. this first bit, but that opening three minutes is always too long, <laughs> isn't it? They waste three minutes on that bit just getting into position. What we see is it's a room, uh, a church room. What do you call them? church? Uh, Churches, church, yeah, church yeah. house, yeah, church house with a vicar. Well, he's in the church. He's in the church, yeah. 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 They're in. And sat in the pews yeah. is basically one man and everybody else is a woman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the vicar as well. The vicar starts to read from his book, what's it called? The Bible. The Bible, yeah. And he gets to Corinthians and then looks up and all the women, first of all, all the women are eyeing him up. To, yes. be, to begin with okay? yeah. whenever he's well, walking around they're just kind of like but the legs are out and stuff and don't you think he looks a bit like Paul McCartney he the, he's a good looking chap yeah he's not a stunner but I get he's handsome yeah and you know in it's probably one of those like small villages where they all want a bit of the vicar yeah you know it's yeah. that sort yeah. of yeah I mean my mum were like that with, 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 with our dentist really yeah she right fancied as a dentist and stuff oh now, strangely, right, my mum was the same. Mm. And uh, I remember this because I remember his name. He was called Mr. Vojtovich. <laughs> my, my, our vicar was called Mr. Windsor. Oh, right. Yeah. But, yeah, but my mum my mum really had a bit of a thing for him. Yeah, yeah. My, my mum did too. Uh, she probably had a thing for the vicar as well. Anyway, um, but their legs are out. They're ironing him up and stuff, but they're... I don't think this is rude to say they're middle-aged women, aren't they? And yes. some are actually on the older side as well. Yeah. So none of them are young until you see Joan Collins, who's definitely the youngest woman that's there. Yeah, by by a fairly wide margin. I yes. Think, uh, point Ten, there. maybe fifteen years. Yeah. 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 So then he gets to Corinthians. He looks up, and for whatever reason, they're all naked, apart from their hats. By the way. Yeah. Now. They, you know, we can only see them from the top of the pews up. Yeah, but you can see one woman's big boobs. But all of them. But did you think you couldn't see nipples on the woman's big boobs? Yeah, yeah, they were seemed to be sort of like faded out, didn't they? Yeah, well, I don't, yeah. I don't know how they did it. <laughs> I thought, I thought that that was something to do with the soft lighting or something, but no. That's it. It's even more than yeah. Because yeah. you know, I, I first watched this with with Elle some weeks ago. And, well, I saw it as a child, you know, yeah. but uh, I thought, you can't see the nipples. But I didn't want to say that to her, because it would have made me look as though I was a strange person. Yeah, yeah. But I thought it was really weird. Yeah. And it wouldn't have been the first time we've seen nipples in... No, 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 but it was... Anyway, but then he looks down at his book again. Now, if that were me, if I was the vicar and I had that gift, and I had women in there, I'd just keep them in naked mode. or I'd just switch to naked mode pretty much all the time. I mean... You, you you stood behind that pew, thing, that pulpit thing. Yeah. So you, you didn't. It didn't matter if you got a bonk on. So if so, I'd just stay in 
I'd just stay with them all being nude for the rest of the day, even the old ones. Well, can, can you remember in, in, those, in those old comics you used to get when you were a kid? They were like from America and they'd advertise things like x ray specs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you could allegedly look at the bones in your hand or the yeah. chicken in it or, or see through a woman's skirt. But you, could, but you can't... No, they're not conditional, are they? You either see bones and use them as an x-ray facility or you see through material, which is a different thing. I don't think, in, I don't think that exists, that science None exists. of it does, though, does it? No. Well, is, it all like, <laughs> is it all just a ruse? <laughs> well, I don't know how they could have got away with... I mean, maybe the x-ray glasses that you could buy in those... I do remember what you're talking about was just a picture of a bone across the that's lens. What, that's what I think. And how gutted would you have been? You know, if, if we spent money and waited. For it to come from America, and then you put them on, look at somebody's skirt, and there's just bones across it. <laughs> oh, nothing happens. Yeah. But you used to get sea monkeys as well. Did you yeah, know, did yeah, you know yeah, them? yeah, yeah. That, you know, you used to see them, and like the pictures of them, and they'd like be wearing crowns and stuff like that, with dragons <laughs> and all sorts of things. And I'd be worried about them. I'd be thinking, if people get these what they're going to do with them they, they look like people this is really cruel but it turns out they're just like water fleas or not even monkeys <laughs> they were sea people they were sea people were advertised sea monkeys were the name but they were, it was like a Roald Dahl intro yeah absolutely um, to do with reality yeah but I used to be fascinated by the stuff in the back of those <laughs> magazines well in this as well so some of the things he says he, he mentions that the body now the body's always a big deal in the church yeah. world, isn't it? Um, and th- when he says body, they all like that, okay. And then one woman, this is they're all fully clothed at this stage. One yeah. woman says, I could eat him. That's Edith. Edith, Edith says she could eat I him. I could eat him. Yeah. And, um, okay, so she gets a strange look, but the other woman must be thinking, yeah, wish I'd said that. Then come outside. And she th- he thanks so George sorry George thanks the flower ranger who comes out with a classic uh, line. Yeah. Uh, it, the secret is to get a grip on the stalks, Vicar. Yeah. So now you cut to his hands, who is going all clammy. Yeah. He knows what this means, and she it, she knows what she's doing too. That's yeah. the thing. Then he's he's met Joan Collins now. Yeah. She's introduced as the niece. Of this woman, Julia, she's called, um, and she, yeah, she's Julia is introduced as the niece to this other woman who's a regular, and that's the first time we realise now he's never met her before. Yeah, and we no. find out that her husband's in the state, but she says, "Oh no, she's said that they're on there for business," but Joan Collins, Julia says, "That's what he says anyway." Yeah, so what's that mean? She's giving the nod to it. Don't matter if I flirt with you, because. I think something's going on. Something's going on, so it's right. okay for it's okay for me to do that, even right. though I'm married. I think that's what she's doing. But then, go on. So then, it, well, it he, as she out. walks away, he's checking out her ass and her legs. But by then, they've invited him to the tennis. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, mixed doubles to go to the and tennis. And she's bagged him to be to be her partner. Yeah. And he says he's a bit of a rabbit. Yes. Is that is that some sort of tennis thing? No, it has to be a link to what's about to happen in a bit. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, he's a bit of a rabbit, and. So I think that this term rabbit is probably maybe a term to describe naive, shy, timid, maybe. Okay. And that, that is how he, how he comes across, isn't because, it? Yeah, because also when it's used an, another time in the future, the rabbit analogy, it's, it, it's, it seems to be meaning that as well. Right. Um, so then he turns away and he, he, he kind of like does that sort of like, oh, God, you know, it loosens his collar thing. Yeah. Get, and 
you so he's getting hot under the collar and then a man who's the only man at the thing he says how's your rash yeah so it's obviously been there a while it's probably every Sunday when he's seeing naked women yeah well didn't he suggest that some relative of his has had this rash but it's cleared up once he's got himself a, a sexual partner or something oh did he say that oh the old man says it yeah yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then we cut to the our vicar guy Georgie singing at his organ yeah where <laughs> just realised there's another one right he's singing at his organ ridiculous song in it I mean it's one of the mims yeah but then but then it in changes the, what and then, he, then he starts everything changes for you putting it down. yeah it yes he's singing and then in the background you can hear somebody shouting Georgie that's right, Georgie. That's right. but he's not reacting to that no because it must be in his head and then all of a sudden he goes he starts singing from um Pray, all I do is now is pray, or whatever he's singing. <laughs> he then goes into Georgie Pordy pudding and pie and then slams on the keys. Ah, and then we go flashback number one. Right. And they do get a bit confusing, these flashbacks, don't they? A lot of the time, the flashback is just summer and like him in a bath. Yeah. And then it comes and back yeah. again. Yeah. So you don't know where you are. So, right. He's now, this is flashback. Um, and we're in his head as a child. And Joan's there. But but Joan is playing another woman, his mum. His mum, yeah. 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 And she's like a really bohemian type of woman. Yeah. And she's got some really strange views, isn't she? Yeah. And what she says at this point is that a child should experience everything without shame. And uh, she gives him some sherry. Yeah, you see, I remember as a kid being allowed to drink like a little bit of wine or a little bit of something or other I, yeah. re- I, I vividly yeah. remember and I must have been now mum and dad were still together so I'm guessing I must have been eight years old when I had when I knew but I think that that was like uh, my mum saying because I've heard this again since but um, have this you'll not like it it, there's your test, so you'll not want to try it again. I think it was that sort of thing. But I do remember trying wine. Yeah. So this might, this didn't ring alarm bells for me, because I was in that situation. However... Well, I'll just say, oh, one of my early sort of drinking stories, I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I was very young, and uh, my mum had got uh, a glass of orange, which had got some whiskey in it. And uh, she said to me, oh, you know, don't, don't you drink any of that, uh, because... It's, it's poison alcohol. And uh, I thought, well, I better not, you know. But I did. I decided to have a drink of it. And then I thought, oh, God, it's going to kill me now. Yeah. And so imagine I, being told it was poison. I went upstairs and I sat in the bathroom crying, <laughs> waiting to die. <laughs> I didn't. I, but... but that's oh, no, one but, of my... but ill, but drunk ills. I mean, everybody's got drunk ills. I only had one mouthful. Yeah, I, I was. <laughs> but because because it had been described as poison, I thought, well, that's it for me now. <laughs> Done for. Why, why I thought she'd be drinking it, I don't know. But I, I've, I've never liked whiskey. I went out one night. Do you know two palfreys in Cantley? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. I think it got quite rough at the yeah, time. Yeah, but it did. We yeah. used to go like our sixth form. Like parties, we used to book that place out. It's probably because it was cheap enough to do. Oh. We used to go there, and <laughs> I'd had spaghetti bolognese before I went, and I I got so drunk. I I remember running around the chairs a lot, being told off for running around the chairs, 
and then just deciding the best place for me was to sit on the stairs at the entrance to the pub getting some fresh air. Yeah. At which point I threw up. Like, but um, as if I'd not chewed my spaghetti. <laughs> right? And it was there on the floor and of course people walking in and out and stuff and nobody wants that. I'm yeah. an adult now and if I walk past that... But anyway, a guy came over to me to make me feel better... He's, he sat with me and said, uh, Stephen, oh, what's his name? was Smy. I think his name was Stephen Smy. He's one of your schoolmates. Yeah, he's one of my sixth form uh, colleagues. Uh, colleagues? Friends. <laughs> Whatever they are. He said, that looks, that's an accurate depiction of a supply and demand curve. <laughs> right? And we were studying that in industrial studies at the time. And I was like, I must remember that. I rem- and again, remember thinking this, I must remember that that's what... I'd, because he knew what he was talking about, and if that's what it looked like, I've it got... It could have helped him in your exams. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, one of my other friends, he he went out. And I don't quite know... I don't know if you've ever experienced this, where you got so drunk your balls hurt. No. No. He did. He went out and his balls were on fire. And uh, he, so he, he came back home and laid in the bath and put the shower head on, uh, positioned on his, on, his, on his balls to, to keep cool, keep him cool. Oh, wow. Just laid there and slept with him cooling down. That was uh, Alan Dunphy from <laughs> County Durham. Okay, so let's go back. So we know he's... Now she's um, she gives him some booze yeah. and he tries it and then he spits it out over her skirt. Yeah, this could have gone a couple of ways, right? You could have had nasty mum who goes, "How dare you, you little shit!" That's not what happens. What she says is, "Well, she gets pissed off." Yeah, but then she writes it off as it's like, "Ah, oh, it's just going to happen anyway," and they carry on about their like sort of like business. Yeah, at which point we flash then forward again to present day, and he's just on his bike. Then. He goes out of shot, flashback again. So there's a there's a, an idea of how these flashbacks and forwards, which is why it's just, it's not confused me how kept up with it. But it was just there was just a lot. What's it for? What what is that flashback onto his bike for? Couldn't we have just done? Carry it on. Full story, then the main bits of the flashback, then present day again. Yeah, because that seems to be what's happened. Yeah. I mean, she does seem to have a poor relationship with George Apogee's dad. Who I, in the, as he was in the background, was convinced it was Brian Blessed, but it, but it wasn't. Yeah. But he had that look about him, just yeah. not, not as big. Well, I thought he looked a bit like Topol off of uh, uh, Topol, Fiddler, yeah. Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah. Um, but, it, but it obviously wasn't. So he's, he's actually helping in this flashback again. He's helping her get ready for something. He's... He, give, he lights a cigarette uh, and then they, they're they getting ready and then they bounce on the bed. I mean, these aren't things that you generally do with your mum, are they? Certainly not. I didn't, know. No. And no. then, as they're bouncing on the bed, the dad walks past and he's a little bit sniffy about it and she says, oh, your father's just jealous. Again, not the sort of language you'd expect from this. The, the, the incestuous relationship here well because it could be written off as this bohemian lifestyle as you said but I think I think they're playing on the incestuous side yeah because the way that they've got to bouncing on the bed is she's been explaining different religions to him that's yes that's and right, she's yeah. been explaining Mormonism which she basically says means you can have a lot of wives but you can't smoke yeah he asks why and she's because you've got to be virile uh, in bed 
And he says, what does that mean? And that's when she starts bouncing up and down. Yeah. Well, and, and there's a bit of a face-to-face sort of kiss yeah, thing in yeah. between them as well, isn't yeah. there? And, how, you know, we've had this before with how old was the girl in Taste, but how old was that kid in that? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, younger. Wouldn't it? Ten, maybe eleven. Could they get away with that today? I don't know. I don't think they could. But maybe, maybe this is what this is about. That this is breaking some boundary, and therefore it's art. Uh, I mean, it is definitely is art. But then they go into some sort of Middle Eastern prayer. Yeah. Well, well, then she's talking about she's explaining Muslimism, which yeah. she explains um, that they bow to Mecca three times a day, which. Which, Which then they demonstrate, they do, on the floor. And she says that that prevents constipation. Yeah, like your father. <laughs> so just, it stops you getting bunged up. Which I can, I can, I can sort of see how, I mean, listen, I'm so regular that if I don't go on one day, that I've, I'm going to be like hugely in pain the next day. I, yeah. need, I need to go. But if that was the way to get rid of it, well, I'd be praying all day long. I do remember hearing that you've got to keep your knees above your groin area, you know, to uh, to loosen your testes. You, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't bend over with your knees above your groin, could you? No, you do this. Ah, oh, right, with you, with you, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then it's present day again. Flash forward to Briefly. present day. Because he's just in the bath reading. Yeah. Then, what happens next? Flashback. Flashback again, and it's him in bed reading about human sex. His mum's brought him a book. Did his dad write this book? Oh, I don't know. I, I couldn't... I didn't see the title of the, the uh, sorry, the author, but yeah. I thought they were describing it as if this is what your dad wrote. Oh, I didn't, I didn't get that, but I know she's brought him his book on human reproduction. So then, it they opens up a couple of pages. They see some fetuses inside embryos. Yeah. Okay. Which I was surprised. I thought they were going to we were going to see cock or something. Yeah. The way it's this not, has been going. Exactly. It's just the reproduction side of things at the moment. And yeah. then a scream at one of the pictures. Yeah. But then the juxtaposition is that it's a scream let out by flash forward to present day one of the women who's in a garden gardening and she's claiming that she's seen some rats yeah they're not rats they're hamsters they're hamsters however what it, what we are then have to work out is what are these women doing in this garden and what we find out is that they've come over to do his garden up the, the vicar's garden the vicar's garden sorry but he's not invited them no they're, he's just doing it they've come round on their own he looks out the window and sees them and he goes I've not asked anybody to do any gardening and he sees he sees Joan Collins in a, in a strappy top strappy top with a flymo and she and I'm not sure whether this is one but she says doesn't it look bigger when the grass is cut is, is... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she says that she does she does and I'm wondering is that a sexual innuendo you know if it's trimmed, it's vaginas. It's, yeah, if it's trimmed. It's, it's got to be. I didn't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure that's what this is? All right, I'll trust you. I didn't hear any of this. Right, um, so they're working on his goddamn garden. Sexiest flymo action is what I wrote down. And then, in, a, in a conversation with another woman who swivels around the hose, wets a, wets a T-shirt. Yeah. So we've got see-through boob action. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's good because I, I was looking at the boobs long. And, and hard <laughs> I was looking at the boots and if long. you are interested you don't actually see nipples in the flesh but you do see, you see that she's got erect nipples she's through, got through. yeah she has a pointy nipples out and uh, they're laughing around and they know what they're doing and it, uh, she says there's nothing like a cold shower uh, vicar and then and then he's now then 
there's a lot of him wandering around his own house. Yes. But now it makes sense to him because he's looking for her, but because of the time delays, we don't know why he's looking around the house. As it turns out, he's looking for Julia, who seems to be out of the garden and in the house somewhere. Julia is Joan, isn't it? Yeah, Julia is Joan. Yeah. And he opens a door and she comes out and she's dressed Wearing in jeans and Vickers bib. Vickers bib. Thing. And she does look good in that, doesn't she? It's great. It looks like a fancy dress. Have you noticed? Fancy dress. Uh, if you go online and you type in, you know, something about fancy dress, whatever it is, mm. that it's essentially a soft porn yeah. site. Yeah. They, I, these costumes don't look like the things. No, but the women's costumes look good. But men's for the wrong reasons, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're not. No, they're they're a sexualised version of it. But the men's fancy dress costumes are always crap. Shite. They're like I bought, uh, and it was expensive as well. I think I paid like eighty pounds, maybe up to hundred pounds for a stormtrooper outfit. Right. And I saw the picture, and it says it might not look the same, (laughs) right? But I thought it's going to look. I mean, even if it's like a quarter of what that looks like, it's going to be all right. And I thought again, I paid some money for this. Yeah. Well, it came through, and it was it was like a, some pajamas with some cardboard stuck on it. it really, it was shite. So I sent it straight back, and luckily I got refunded. But they did remind me. It does say items may not be. I think there's a difference between items may not be and yeah, it's and not going to look it's, like it's this. There's like a certainty it. it won't look like this. When was this then? When did you buy a stormtrooper? That's a long time, long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, within five years or ten years ago or something. Right. But it's but that's but my problem is with fancy dress outfits. Is that the, let's take this one for example. Is you put in fancy dress, girls fancy girls vicar's fancy dress, and it will be fishnets. Yeah. And like uh, a cleavage but but still the collar that will be the only thing yeah the collar now it's great to look at let's let's face it and girls are a wonderful species right but it doesn't look like a vicar no and if you just wanted to look at boobs there are better websites for it than just going to ebay and looking for and i'll name the fucking company smithy's smithy's fancy dress everybody knows they've all been let down by them before I'm so angry, you're not, aren't I? You're not keen on them. Ah, I just think it's wrong. That, again, porn's good. Uh, women are good. Fancy dress is good. But you can't mix them you, you unless should, you unless you, unless you want to. There should be the option, shouldn't there? Should, should be the option. Be straightforward or not? Porn site or not porn site? But uh, that last Halloween um, was was basically Harlequin from the Suicide Squad mm. and lots of cats. That's the women's outfits. Right. There's no fucking imagination anymore. But I do notice in America, they they seem to know how to do Halloween fancy dress. Yeah, a lot of it is is hand homemade. Yeah, and that's why it works. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so well, she's in the vicar's costume. Yeah, that's yeah. where we. So then, then pretty much as soon as that little interaction's happened, we flash back again. Yeah, and this has something to do with rabbits in the nighttime. So do you want to explain it? Because I just switched off. Well, we're back back in the past, and uh, Georgie Pordy's mum, who, as you remember, is played by Joan. She's waking him up to set to so that he can see his rabbit giving birth. Yeah. So she takes him out to see it, and she's describing it, and she's saying, "Look at look at her washing him, and just think that's what I used to do with you." And then she goes even further and sexualizes it over the top, saying. It's fondling it, 
and kissing it all over yeah exactly like you and me yeah now, and then and then this is the bit where because I'd heard the word fondling so I tuned back in again right and uh, there's a bit of a quiet moment some close up of the rabbit action and then the kid goes George as a kid goes the rabbit's eating the baby yeah and then the mum there's a close up of her mouth mouth like lips like the Rocky Horror lips yeah and then he realises that someone's up hand stretches out and then they go on a chase in the night time through the garden out across the road Georgie makes it across the road but there's a car coming and hits the mother yeah we I think assume that that's how, we, how she dies yeah she's now dead yeah because you just see a wrist on the floor don't you yeah I mean it's quite obvious it's attached to the rest of the body yes the, 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 yeah just a wrist no she's it's, not, it's yeah but it's out of shot isn't it yeah so, yeah. Yeah. so then uh, back to the present present day flash forward right and the three women and George are eating gingerbreads right. and they're all being quite sexual with the gingerbread yeah. eating so again there's a theme of eating men here isn't there because the gingerbread, gingerbread men gingerbread men yeah and they're chomping off the legs and stuff but yeah. there is that kind of like fellatio indicated there and, and it's even more apparent towards the end of the scene where there are two gingerbread men on a plate with what looks like a third leg, well, it's, it's the it's the a, a cut it's a bitten off leg of one of the other ones that's positioned in such a way that it looks, makes it look like like a, a, like a giant knot, like a bonkom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is uh, yeah, yeah. So it says gingerbread's cock. Now then, <laughs> he's because she's starting Joan Collins. Julia is acting a bit weird. We've just had this flashback. I think he's starting to think. Oh my god, she's act- she not only looks like my mum, she's now starting to act like my mum in that weird sort of way. He runs off, right? He runs off into his house. And at this point, one of the women says, Someone should really take him in hand. Another one. See? Another one. Anyway, right. we then cut to him, and he's built something out of his Meccano. Meccano, it's definitely Meccano, but it looks good. I mean, that looks like a good little bit of me- mechanics. And what he, what he says here is, I had to soak it in oil to loosen the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know, again, whether I'm off or on here, but it seems like another one yeah. to me. I can't, I can't see what I've written here, but basically he's with the hamsters, isn't he? He's set up an experiment, basically, yeah. to see if he releases the female hamsters, will they go and try and mate with the male hamster, who he calls George after himself, or will they go for the food? That's what yeah. this is about. And it's quite an elaborate setup, isn't it? Yeah. There's like three traps, like on greyhound traps and That's stuff right, like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's gotten behind doors. But he's explaining this to the ma- uh, to that old man that was at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And they actually put a little bit of a wager on. Yeah, which I found confusing, the the, the nature of the wager. Yeah. Because it, it, it wasn't clear to me which he was predicting would happen. <laughs> it didn't. But whatever happened, he lost. He did. And then the vicar says, just put it in the church funds yeah because uh, it turns out yeah. that the women hamsters are more interested in sex yeah and uh, the vicar says ah oh, with the George Porgy he was more interested in yeah. the food yeah. and he's sort of aligning himself with that yeah. he, he, he's a, he does say that's George that's me, basically me yeah so he knows that, and then you've got these three women He's just left those three women there. So he is. So all of these hamster experiments are sort of. It's art imitating reality. Oh, you know, I'd not picked up the threes before, but you're right, yeah. yeah. So, uh, now, 
we then cut to him off to his tennis match or yeah. his tennis meet now, singing some weird song again singing some weird song but not only that he's on his bike yeah and it's the weirdest bike riding I've ever seen it's from a distance but it's like he's completely bent over <laughs> it, it's the weirdest thing and he's starting to act a little bit nuts is this vicar yeah because when he gets to the country club and first of all everybody's in white so there's kind of an Aryan feel to this um he um he goes over to the punch bowl and has a good old he's basically got his head in his, in his head in the punch bowl I mean his face is not actually in the liquid is it no no but it's like it's proper bent over yeah it's, it's very weird isn't it and I noticed in this one as you'd said in the congregation all the women are sort of of a certain age except Joni but when you get to the tennis club it's full of Young women as well. Yes, yes. I don't know where they've come from. No, well, it's obviously this village has now got a bit bigger than what we. And they've all got the full tennis kit on. Yes, haven't they? they're you know, all professional like, tennis players. And it's like sort of like imagine forty Athena posters. All, yeah, that's all right. The yeah. it's it's that yeah. sort of thing. Again, it's they've got their costumes from a fancy dress website. Yeah, um, they went into the future, bought some clothes, went back to the past. Um, and even that is a more plausible story than this one <laughs> right so he starts well first of all Joan comes along and says you know you must try some of that that punch yeah he gets pissed on it doesn't he yeah it's like quick flashback though yeah. at this point to his oh mom. yeah it wasn't the final flashback no that was the final flash forward this is the final flashback though and, and his mum's saying I'm also saying to him have a drink then we're back in the future yeah and he's obviously drunk. We he's, find out he's had three three of these yeah. fruit cups. And he's now, at this like point, playing around with his mint. He's told not to eat the mint, but they're all just watching him. And I'm wondering here, somebody says, not too sticky for you, is it, Vicar? Sticky, uh, yes. Are we, are we right. going there? Yeah, we go in there. Yeah. Now then, Joan Collins then says to him, why don't we go off for a little walk? Yeah. So they do, but what we next see is they're On in a boat. boat aren't they? And yeah. jo- Joan's... Um, Rowing. Yeah, let's give them this. They must have walked to the boat. Yeah. Okay, so walking was involved, but we didn't see that. We see them in a boat and they're rowing. They end up at a kind of a building, well, boat well, house. It's called, she says we can cool off in the boat house. Yeah, she? The boat, in the boat house is a bunch of weird statues. One of them has got breasts out. Yeah, and covered in cobwebs. We can't ignore that that's got to be another message there, yeah. symbolism. And oddly, one of the old women... Because two of them go out and follow him. But a third one has got a pair of binoculars that she's brought yes. to the tennis club and is watching him rowing away. Yeah. Now, again, what's happening there? What is happening there? There's a lot oh, of I'm going down tennis club. I'll take the binoculars just in case. Yeah, in case the vicar comes with his missus. <laughs> right, then, two women have followed him in the boat. Yeah. We go to the boathouse where they're having a little cuddle. And he wants to touch your ear. He wants to touch your ear. Can I touch your ear? I feel like I want to touch your ear. So he does. And then he's happy that he does it. And then she says, right, why don't you kiss me? Yeah. And then he doesn't straight away. But because of the pause, she then says, don't be a rabbit. Yeah. And that's just tipped him over the edge. Right. He then strangles her. <laughs> it's an overreaction, isn't it? I mean, just yeah. say no, or this yeah. has got a bit weird. Don't call me rabbit. Don't yeah. call me rabbit. Yeah, what do you mean, rabbit? I mean, he, he does. He does attack her. I don't think he kills her. No, he strangles her. 
But not to death, I don't think. No, she passes out, though. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he strangles her. Now, um, we, he runs off. Is Oh, no. Well, first of all, okay, Black- he, says, he says, as he's strangling her, you're trying to eat me! <laughs> right? And then... The two women walk in, and he goes, Mummy, 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 uh, and then runs off. Then... Quick flashback, relives his mum's death. Sees his mum's death, and then we are now in viewing well, him on a monitor. On a, yeah, a CCTV TV, thing, isn't it? And he's being interviewed by a... By somebody we don't know who he is at no. this time. Turns out he's in a mental hospital. And this, this, this guy, psychiatrist, psychiatrist. asking where he is now, and he says he's in the duodenal loop above the kidney. Yes. And um, he says that, and the doctor thinks, says, I think we can escape. But he doesn't want that. And he says, no, um, they're the chasing me. They keep chasing me. Or you're chasing me, or they'll chase me. And then he says, you won't tell mummy where I am, will you? And then we cut out a little bit, and you see he's wearing a straight jacket in yeah. a padded cell. Yeah, um, and then he sings Georgie Porgy song again. Well, for a start, that was definitely unexpected. I'm not entirely sure that that was the route I'd have taken with it. So unexpected in a way that it made no sense. For yeah, me, really. unexpected in the fact that you could have done anything uh, there, and it would have still been as unexpected. How does that compare with the original story? Um, and this is taken from Kiss Kiss, which was a, a, a book of short stories that Roald Dahl writ, wrote, and uh, Landlady was probably the most famous that came from it. But where well, is it? Where is it? In, in the book, what happens is when they get to the uh, summer house, uh, which uh, we, we would call it the boat house, house uh, he starts kissing her, and she appears to open her mouth into a large, daunting cave, and like the rabbit, George saw the boy swallow him whole. He tries clinging to bits of her mouth, but slips easily down her throat until he lands in her stomach, where he meets several other men, mostly in white coats. <laughs> so that's quite a different... That would have been be- Wouldn't that have been better to just do that? Yeah. And it would have made some sort of sense. Yeah. It would Because Roald starts, how long would it take to a woman to eat a clergyman yeah. or digest him? Yeah. So if they'd have had that bit in, yeah, I could see it. But... If he's gone down a out. different way. He's gone down, a, or rather, they, let's let's blame the film people for this. Yeah, but they've gone down a route that was too symbolic and too metaphorical, and always related to sex. Yeah. Whereas this, although there's the kind of like the sexual implication, is is actually about the fact that he's it, because the flashbacks then make sense that he's being smothered. And it's and when he sees the rabbit do it to the young, it's kind of like, oh right, that's that's very very much like my upbringing. And oh no, this woman who's come now come onto the scene has she not only reminds me, but this is what and I've learned. And now oh no, I'm slipping into her and going into a stomach. If he goes mad because of that, perfect sense, brilliant actually. Yeah, but as it as it's done for the telly, they cut out the important bit. Makes no sense, really. No, that, we, in the book they go to the psychiatrist, don't they? So he, so he has gone mad. He hasn't literally been eating. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, the the, uh, the rest of it then is yeah. is as he tends. But yeah, now I see it. It's brave. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen it two or three times now and uh, never been able to actually 
really fully understand what what it was about. What's enjoyable about it is, let's face it, is the sexual stuff. Is the is looking at all the innuendo. Yeah, that's great. That's good fun. It's yeah. just that end, the the, the unexplainy bit. It's wrong to call it that because it's naturally the story is going to be a weird story. It's that's what it is. It's a weird tale. It's not an unexpected tale. Yeah. It's, it's, but one of those where it seems unusually better as Roald wrote it than how they show it on the telly. Yeah. They've kind of. We, would you blame Budget for being able to put a vicar into a woman's chest and, and stomach? I don't know. Perhaps it's just they thought it was a bit too much. Are you saying that it's quite easy to do that? <laughs> Because I'd like to see that. Yeah, perhaps it could have been budget. Maybe it's budget. It's probably budget. Well, that is time. We've been we've been talking for a bit now. So uh, wrap up the episode by uh, our episode, I should say, by giving you a little bit of a synopsis of, of next time, which is uh, depart in peace. What's that about? This is about an art collector who becomes involved in a struggle between two beautiful women. Oh, it's women again. They're the root of all evil. This one, this next one, has got a bit of an air of revenge porn to it. Right, we'll see you next time, guys, in one fortnight. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.